Rhema for Today Radio. You know, I think one thing, I'm talking about the individual, but yet we could in our midst. I think uh, a lot of times that we, whether we're preachers, whether we're what we call lay members, and actually we're all members of the body of Christ, some of us just stand in a different office than other do, but we're still just, just as, you're just as much a member of the body of Christ as I am. And I think this, that too many times, spiritually speaking, we sort of try to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. You know what I mean? Well, I'll explain to you what I mean, because some of you didn't get that. You see, instead of just staying in our place and using whatever gift God gave us, you see, or whatever ministry we may have, we're trying to do the other fellow's ministry, the other fellow's job, or use some gift somebody else has got. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This week, Kenneth E. Hagan continues his series, The Power Gifts of the Spirit. Stay tuned for this powerful teaching. Later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. I wonder if you found the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians now. Paul starts out by saying here in the very first verse, and we read these verses every time because that's what we're talking about every time. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Well, I know that if God did not want the church at Corinth to be ignorant about these things, he don't want us to be ignorant, the church in Tulsa to be ignorant about these things. And yet too many times we are. Then he said in the fourth verse, Now thou art diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and thou art differences of administrations, but the same Lord, and thou art diversities of operations. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Praise the Lord. Now uh, we have, as I have said to you already discussed, the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. And though discerning of spirits is listed seventh down here in the list, I'm sure of this one thing, that Paul did not list them in their order of importance. Now, I'll tell you why I'm sure of it. If you'll notice here, he lists gifts of healings here, and then he lists the workings of miracles. But if you look at the end of the chapter... He said, and God has set some in the church first. So he's listing first things first here now. First apostles, 
secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, after that, fourth in other words, then, see, after that and then, let you know he's still listening in order, then gifts of healings. So for that reason that we're going to discuss the working of miracles before the gifts of healings because they come that way in importance. Now then, we usually divide, as far as I know, all Bible scholars everywhere. I haven't found any to the contrary in any of my studies in uh, discussing these nine manifestations of the Spirit that are mentioned here. Divide them up into three categories. And that is, three of them reveal something or are revelation gifts. And those three, of course, are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. And, of course, that would really be the importance. In other words, the word of wisdom would be the best revelation gift. In fact, it would be the best gift of all of them, as that's concerned. And then the, the word of knowledge would be the second best, you know, because it said covet earnest of the best gifts. The word of knowledge would be the second best revelation gift. And the word, uh, the discerning of spirits, would be the third best revelation gift. Then when it comes to the power gifts, the three gifts that do something, see, three of them reveal something, three of them do something, or three power gifts, the first one and the best one of the three would be the gift of faith, or as the Amplified Translation has, special faith. And then second, the working of miracles, and I told you why I put the working of miracles here above the gifts of healings. And then third would be the gifts of healings. So the best one of these three would be, of course, the gift of faith. And then when it comes to the three gifts that say something, or the three inspirational gifts, or the three utterance gifts, we have prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues, and it's easy to understand that prophecy would be the best one of these, that tongues would be second best, and interpretation third best. And I think you can see why prophecy would be best, for the simple reason that it takes the other two together to equal prophecy. See what I mean? For the simple reason that he said in that 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh of the tongues. So then, of course, prophecy would be the best, except to interpret. So if he interprets, then he's saying, it seems to me that that's what he's saying, if I can understand it, uh, that is, that tongues with interpretation is equal to prophecy. So if it takes two of them to make the one, naturally it'd be better just to have the one. And so that would be the best, and that's the reason he said in covet, in the utterance gift, to covet to prophesy. Amen. Now then, uh, really, I think sometimes because he said covet earnest of the best gifts that people, uh, they, they get off onto a tangent here and really miss out on everything. For this simple reason, that under some circumstances, even the very best gift of all of them wouldn't be best right then. You see, for instance, if you just list all of them together, naturally the word of wisdom, which is a divine revelation, of the planned purpose with God would be the greatest of all gifts. You couldn't have anything any greater than that. Yet right on the other hand, if I'm sick, I don't need that manifestation. I need a manifestation <laughs> of the gifts of healings. See what I mean? So under that circumstances, that wouldn't be best right at the moment. But then again, I, I want to reemphasize this. I, I think nearly all of us have done this in times past. I did. We look at this letter here written to the Corinthians and more or less when he said covet earnest of the best gifts and desire spiritual gifts. We sort of take that personally that I am to desire them personally as my own personal possession, you see. 
I think I did one time. I think I did that just sort of unconsciously. But yet, right on the other hand, as I pointed out to you, Paul is not writing a letter to an individual member of the church at Corinth. He is writing a letter to the whole church at Corinth, the whole church. He's telling them as a church and as a group and as a body, as the body of Christ, to desire these things, to covet these things. And then if they, as a group, as a body, as the body of Christ, will earnestly desire spiritual gift, desire these things to be manifested in their midst, covet them, then that the Spirit will divide every man severally as he wills inferring that we're all not going to have the same manifestation dispensed at the same time. I think at some time or another, most of us, particularly when it comes to some of the ministries, would have to be equipped with certain one of these gifts to stand in certain offices. And we might uh, have more of a constant manifestation of some of them than others, but, but none of us were going to have all of them manifesting at once. You know, I think one thing, I'm talking about the individual, but yet we could in our midst, I think uh, a lot of times that we, whether we're preachers, whether we're what we call lay members, and actually we're all members of the body of Christ. Some of us just stand in a different office than others do, but we're still just, just as, you're just as much a member of the body of Christ as I am. And I think this, that too many times, spiritually speaking, we sort of try to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. You know what I mean? Well, I'll explain to you what I mean, because some of you didn't get that. You see, instead of just staying in our place and using whatever gift God gave us, you see, or whatever ministry we may have, we're trying to do the other fellow's ministry, the other fellow's job, or use some gift somebody else has got. See? But, uh, and sometimes I've actually heard people say, well, if they can do that, I can. <laughs> well, now, you'd really have confusion if your body, if your foot said, well, I'll tell you, if I can see, I can. Now, pull your shoe off, because I can see now. Well, your foot can't see. Your big toe can't see. It can't fulfill the place of the eye. If you'll see that, Paul goes on and talks about some of those things, doesn't he? I sort of was quite uh, impressed because I believed that anyhow, sort of secretly, without having said much about it. Several years ago, I was preaching in uh, Port Natchez, Texas, in the uh, Magnolia Assembly of God Church. And Brother Howard Carter from England, he lives now here in Springfield, Missouri, but from England, and associated with the English or British Assembly of God. He was holding a meeting in the First Assembly of God uh, uh, in, uh, in Beaumont, Texas. We didn't have a Saturday night service. He was just there for one week, and they had service every night. In fact, on this particular Saturday night, they were showing a film. He and his wife had taken two years to go around the world preaching to the missionaries. You know, missionaries need to be preached to. And he told me personally he had laid hands on over 200 Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, Disciples of Christ, missionaries, and they'd all been filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in other tongues. Praise God on this two-year tour. Uh, because those missionaries out there, they're so hungry for fellowship, they forget about all these walls we got built up, you know. And so, uh, being a Bible teacher, well, God sent him out to preach to them. They needed teaching, too, and ministering, too. But anyway, they showed uh, this, they'd taken a picture of this two-year tour and showed that that night. He did talk a little bit also. He brought a, a short message, about 15 minutes. Now, after the service was over, the pastor I was with, Brother Inlow, and the pastor of the First Assembly there, Brother Bob Willis, and, and Brother Carter and myself, the four of us, we were, we were standing talking in the main center aisle, 
And a lady came up to him and said, Brother Carter, I see no mention was made about praying for the sick, but said, Brother Carter said, I want you to pray for my healing. Would you pray for my healing? Brother Carter said, uh, uh, Sister, said, uh, go see my wife. He said, you know, I very seldom lay hands on the sick for healing. That's not my ministry. I know any of us can do it in faith, and I would if no one else is present. He said, God uses me in getting people filled with the Holy Ghost. I lay hands on people to be filled with the Spirit, and very seldom. I mean, it would just be a very, uh, not very often at all, would, would one fail to receive when he laid hands on me. He said, that's my ministry. But he said, I'll tell you what, God uses my wife in healing. And the gifts of healings operate through her, they don't through me. The gift of faith operates through me, and I impart the Holy Ghost to people by laying on the hands. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Our offer is called The Spiritual Gifts, The Power, the power Gifts, uh, Volume 2 by my dad, uh-huh. four CDs, and then Learning to Flow with the Holy Spirit by dad, and then my book, little mini book called the key to the supernatural. And so this is actually a should they should retail for about thirty one dollars and ninety cents. That's right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna offer them for nineteen ninety five. That's right. You can get all of these. Uh the That's the, our the, Rama special. That's our Rama special. <laughs> that's our fourth of July, the no, the, whole, the whole July. The whole month, the the whole month, month those July. will be all special. That's- Call toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, The Power Gifts of the Spirit, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan.